Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. This is Dr. Emily, and on today's show, I'm bringing you summer highlights of Sex in the News, because, hey, what better way to welcome in the fall season than by reflecting on the hottest happenings of 2019? Plus, I'm answering all of your sex, dating, and relationship questions. Topics include from summer penis to accidental orgasms to non-consensual choking. Was all the heat that this summer brought us, was it really hot? We'll find out. Video chat. It's ideal for first dates, but maybe not the best way for figuring out if you're actually sexually compatible. So you haven't talked about sex with your husband in years, and there's quite a lot to unravel. Where do you begin? And how to find the common ground on your sexual experiences and make it the best sex yet. All this and more. Thanks for listening. When I say anal sex, what do you think? Do you think, ouch, or no way, or it's only for exiting, or maybe you had a traumatic experience, or that makes me gay, or maybe it's something along the lines of this listener's email. Dear Emily, my boyfriend really wants to have anal sex, but I'm afraid I tried it once and it was terrible. What can I do to get over the fear? Well, I get a lot of these questions and you're not alone. Well, my friend Alicia from B-Vibe thought the same thing and she knew that without the right training and tools, it can be really hard to enjoy anal play. So she created the B-Vibe anal training and education set and trust me, she thought of everything. See, anal play can be very enjoyable, and this set from B-Vibe makes it fun and easy to get there. It actually includes some very important elements like the complete guide to anal play. It's kind of like a mini master's course in butt stuff. Next, it has three different size plugs to gradually get used to, as well as a lubricant applicator that makes everything so much easier. And if you're concerned about cleanliness, no worries. There's even an anal enema to get everything in order back there. Everything is super high quality and of course, 100% body safe. We are all obsessed with the whole B-Vibe line. To learn more about B-Vibe's anal training and education set, go to sexwithemily.com B-Vibe. That's sexwithemily.com slash B-V-I-B-E today. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com. Have you not been to our website? You will love it. Plus, you can um, find me on SiriusXM Radio. It's Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific. It's been amazing. You guys should check it out. You can get a free 30-day trial at sexwithemily.com slash SXM. Or just call in, 888-947-8277. You can find me on all social media. It's at sexwithemily across the board. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. We got some news. Some good bad news. Good job, Jamie. <laughs> my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> All right. Okay. Does summer penis exist? The truth about men looking bigger in the heat. You just made me want to talk like that after that news thing. I um, like it. I'm into it. Okay. <laughs> so you guys, here's the deal about your penis. Okay. There's a whole debate. As the temperature rises, some men swear, they swear the heat has a very flattering effect on their penis. 
they think it adds inches in length and in length and girth down below. So there's a phenomenon. Guess what? They call it summer penis. I could think of a better name for that. But anyway, summer <laughs> penis is a temporary penis fluctuation thanks to the heat and warmth and gives you a month's long leg up on shaft size. In a world of growers and showers, consider it nature's way of bringing some equality to packages everywhere. So then, you know, it goes on and says that some men are saying, yeah, my penis is consistently larger when I look in the mirror in the summer. I've had bigger measurements taking in the summer. And I mean, the truth is you're out more in the summer. You're hiking, you're swimming, you're going for long jobs. The blood is pumping. And that's typically going to mean that you're going to have a seemingly larger penis and a larger erection. Because as we were saying earlier, we're talking about gains wave, like so much about the penis's erection and having a healthy erection is about blood flow. So... You know, then there's some debate back and forth. But the truth is, it does make sense that if a man's penis, that the size, the size of a penis can increase and decrease as the result of a relaxation and contraction of the tiny little blood vessels that comprise on the inside of the shaft of the penis. So when they're warmer, it's going to increase relaxation, which increases the blood flow, which means the longer, fuller experience. So more heat, more flow, more blood flow, bigger penis, bigger peen, they call it in the article. Bigger pee. I mean, and your, test- your testicles absolutely do hang a little lower when it's hot. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess I feel like if you want to look larger also, and there's some debate, I don't know if it's going to be so much that you're all of a sudden going to have this penis confidence. But well, it's a good thing to know. How many men are walking around, like, showing off their flaccid dick, though, is my question. I don't know, but maybe even when it gets large, when it gets erect, it's also bigger. Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, but maybe, you guys, the other thing I thought of, I thought of... You know, whatever, you know, the thing about summer is that you might also be swimming. Oh. It could be colder. You oh. know what happens? I think women know about shrinkage. How do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? Oh. <laughs> Ellie, Ellie. Ellie. <laughs> do women know about shrinkage? What do you mean, like laundry? <laughs> no. Like when a man goes swimming... Afterwards. <laughs> it shrinks. Okay, that's where actually in our opening of our show, we're like, it's like laundry tricks, but shrinkage is a thing. And in that episode of Seinfeld, when George is like, I was in the pool because a girl walks in on him and his penis is small. So there's also the shrinkage factor that can happen in the summer if you're in the pool. So just know that. I guess it grows. It shrinks. When your penis is cold, it will shrink. It'll same ah, thing So happen. this is supposed to make them feel better, like as opposed to the winter time when it's cold or when they're, exactly. or maybe, maybe hopefully they're just in warmer pools, warmer water. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just warm outside and you're running around. So I'm just saying it's a thing. So if you've been feeling down, which you never should about your penis size, because we got you. We talk about this all the time, you guys, you know that you are the one, you, you are more concerned about your penis than anybody else's. Like, we're not tripped up on... I mean, some people might be tripped up on size, but the majority of women or people who are with penises that I've heard from are not are not caught up on size. Have you ever been with someone that was, like, insecure about their penis size? <sighs> yes, I have been. And, like, how did you... I believe, well, I believe I started my... <laughs> I believe that's why I have a show. Um, <laughs> I dated him for two and a half years, and it was small, and Andy was a premature ejaculator. Oh, so there's two things. There was a twofer. And I often wondered if they were connected because he was insecure about his penis size and then therefore would prematurely ejaculate. I don't know. They were, they, I think they were connected. But I was I was way too – I did not have enough knowledge to, to know what to do with that situation. So, yeah. 
But I honestly, there was other things that were, oh, I don't know, it was a long time ago. There were other things that were good about it and we did kind of learn and I, I did get the book, The Multi-Orgasmic Man for him because that was the book that was out. I was like, we should work on it. But then I remember getting bummed because he wasn't working out and he wasn't doing the exercises. I was like, you got to do those stop-start method things. You got to do those exercises and he wasn't, he wasn't really willing to do them. So yeah, and I have been, I mean, I'm trying to think overall. I think guys know, but I'm telling you, this guy went off, got married, happily married, got kids. Like I feel like for me, there was other things and I wasn't even looking for a serious thing at that time, but it's not a deal breaker. It is not the end of the world. There are, it is it's actually for, for many women, they don't even notice, they don't care. They're like, I get off in other ways. And remember the G-spot is only an inch and a half inside anyway. So it's not about yeah. the depth. It's not about how deep you can go. And if anything, we hear that girth is where all the magic, if we want anything, it's not length, it's girth. That is very true. Because you like to feel filled up. Uh, filled up, yeah. But then kegels help with that too. Kegels help you fill. If you bulk up your pelvic floor muscles, you bulk up this holiday season with your kegels. I got an iPhone app called Kegel Camp and you can download it on your iPhone and then it reminds you to do them twice a day. In three weeks or a month, you're going to be having a lot stronger orgasms. I, I just promise. Th- I just thought about like if there was like an like a, like a women's section or like a vulva haver section of the gym where like penis havers could not go and it's just like a workout class of doing kegels and different weights and it's just like i think there should be there, that i mean i have so the cool. kegel balls when i got the yeah. weighted balls like that was the changer for me and the apex uh and the gym oh speaking of the gym <laughs> so our next one okay you guys speaking of the gym we got some more sex in the news for you you can also call us keep holding triple eight nine four seven eight two seven seven accidental orgasms are real and here's how they happen. So I got interviewed for a story by uh, with uh, by Refinery29 a few weeks ago. And they were like, Emily, well, what's an accidental orgasm and how does it happen? And so it ended up being this, this uh, an article here. And essentially what it is, is they happen in non-sexual situations. Like you could be in physical therapy. You could be working out. You could just be laughing really hard. You could be in a hot tub. Um, a lot of people have accidentally orgasmed while exercising, and that is called a corgasm. Ooh. And I actually, when writing this article, I realized that that's, I have had a corgasm. Really? I used to go to the, and this was um, years ago, I would go to the gym and they had those thigh machines where you could, the abductors like and the, the inductors. Master? It wasn't the thigh master. It was like those abductors and inductors. Oh, like, no, I know what you're yeah. talking about. The- you could make it go, you could push your legs together or apart. Yes. So when I was doing the one where they were coming together, I can still remember this. Not coming together. It would take coming together. I would do it for like two <laughs> seconds. And I was like, oh, and I, I was on that machine. I was like, this is amazing. And it was like the quickest orgasm I ever had. And it was because you are that you are working those pelvic floor muscles. So there's two ways to actually have an, uh, like a, or several ways you could have an accidental orgasm. But that's because I was working. I, and I did, at the time, I didn't know that it was my pelvic floor muscles or why, but that's one of the reasons. And the other times it can happen is because, hey, you guys, your clitoris has 8,000 nerve endings. So if there's friction, right? Like mm-hmm. when you're, maybe you are, doing yoga or you know you are um you're it's rubbing against your you know you're doing something where your fabric is rubbing against your clitoris Mm. so maybe you're wearing like you know underwear you're biking or you're you're running or there's some kind of just just friction so i'm surprised i haven't laughed myself into orgasm because i feel like i laugh all the time i know and then I'm masturbating all the time, so I would feel like at one point... I feel like you're right for that. 
there it would, it would i'm gonna try but then would that be we- i don't know i always think about when you laugh like during sex and you don't want to make it seem like you're laughing at the person right if you're laughing during sex well, yeah, because like, what if I just tried, like, what if I figured out I could oh. do that and then I tried to do that to help me further Whenever along? Whenever I laugh during sex, I'm like, this is not about you. I'm thinking about something else. Yeah, you just let them know. Which is that, is that actually something good to say? I'm thinking about something else. No, don't say that. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at me. Maybe it's better. Because if you just start laughing in the middle of sex, you know he's going to think you're laughing about him. Um, but the other thing is, okay, so exercising could be tensing and releasing your pelvic floor muscles. You could be lifting weight, doing crunches. In fact, you guys, here's a great incentive to do your sit-ups because that's the most common way people had them, doing their sit-ups. I know. And then uh, what else does it say I guess I'm going back to the gym now. See, if you need an incentive. So, but what do you do like with your face? You just got to get that that (laughs) O-face down. You got to get that poker O-face. I mean, I don't know. I could do, I think I was just like, I'll do 10 more sets here. I'm not getting off. (laughs) I'm no... I'll be here for a I'm minute. not getting off the machine, we but like, I am getting off. You know, if you're right, exactly. I'm getting off and not getting off. Right, James. <laughs> the line just like starts building behind you. And exactly. it's like been an hour and Emily's just having 17 yeah. orgasms on the machine. It was amazing. I hope you wiped I was like it down. 25. No, I did. It wasn't like, it was, it was fun. And they'd be like, you know, people are like, can I work in your set here? Have you ever been a gym person? Like, let me work in your set. Oh, I no. Hate, what is that? Yeah. I hate that too. Oh, no. Explain that they're to me. Like, what is they're that? like, wait behind you. Yeah. It's annoying. When you're using a popular machine at the gym, like I, you know, mm-hmm. when you're lifting weights or you go in, people are like, you mind if I work in with you? Because you're doing a, you're doing, you're using a machine and you're doing three sets. So you might stop and then you're like, you stop for 10 seconds and they're like, you mind if I work it? And then you got to wait for them to do their set. It's just annoying. Oh. It's like, no. If they're going to ask. You can't say <laughs> no, though. You can't really, you can't be like, no. You can be like, actually, I'm sick. You might not. Want oh, is that to. what you say? That's good. Well, it depends how much time I have. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, can I work in your set? And then I, I would definitely say no. It can also happen when the bass gets turned up, mm. riding a roller coaster, using a weed whacker, and even skydiving. A weed whacker. And please don't be embarrassed, you guys. I mean, with all the nerve endings and the pressure and the friction, like I think it should happen more often. I want that it should to be a goal, to me. like a nipple orgasm. I know. I feel like it will. I want to be walking along the street and just be like. <gasps> <laughs> right i'm gonna well, start walking with my legs a, a lot closer pants. together you could have a moxie in your Ooh, pants see you know what i'm just good idea for the weekend i am just going to try it out and just bring it to the day party i'm going to tomorrow darty the to the darty to the dager the dage i've never heard now but day party is a darty yeah, yeah. so i'm gonna yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm going to try. I'm not going to tell any of my friends, and I'm going to just be randomly on my phone. They're going to think I'm on Instagram, and I'm going to yeah. be using the it's WeConnect app. It's a panty app. vibe. She can, use a weekend, she can use an app to control a vibrator. I mean, I guess that's not accidental, but it's still a party. It's still, Whatever. A, it's still, still a, a party in your pants. It is a party in my pants, out and about. Oh, my God. I'm actually really, really excited. <laughs> <laughs> the moxie is genius. Ah. Genius. All right, guys. Uh, and so, Okay. Here's something else that's happening in the world. Uh, choking. Choking during sex, non-consensual choking is on the rise. And no. so, yes, it's true. It's true that it is. And I got to tell you, even watching that new show the other night, which has made me think of this euphoria, everyone's, say everyone's a Twitter, everyone's buzzing about that, um, is that, okay, I got to go back here. My, my, my computer just, okay, so. It's more, it's, it's a most popular porn move probably. And a recent study suggests some people are replicating it in real life and some are doing it without asking their partners if they're into it first. 
Mm-mm. And then seeing that scene in Euphoria, mm-hmm. which is a new um, HBO movie, which is an HBO series, which is kind of amazing. And you're like, oh, does that happen? But they're high school kids. And it turns out the most common age for doing it, they just, it says that this behavior was more common with younger people. 13% of sexually active girls aged 14 to 7 reported being, 13 to 14 to 17, reported being choked without consent. And so I'm not saying like some women love consent, love consent. We all love consent. We love like, being choked can feel really good because you're temporarily like you have to be doing it right to you guys. You just have to be careful, but it feels it's the domination effect. It's like kind of a little bit blocking your ability to to breathe. But this is where it makes me nervous because you could actually pass out. We've seen a lot of stories like that. Um and so I think the point here is that some women might like it, not like it, but it definitely is because of, because of porn. And and then it's like women, the other thing that's disturbing about this is that 20, there was a study that, that Debbie Herbendeck did, and we love her. She's at the Kinsey Institute. And she said she, stu- she did a study, situations, with a bunch of people, and she found that 24% of adult women surveyed said that they had felt scared at some point in their lives during sex, scared during sex compared to 12% of adolescent women, 10% of adult men, and uh, three points out of adolescent. And so I just want to say this, is that when they felt scared during sex, women felt scared because of rape, sexual assault, childhood sexual abuse, fear of rape or assault, coercion, pressure to unprotected sex. And then the men who said they had felt scared, and it was like, 10, 15% said they felt scared if the condom broke. Oh right? Wasn't God. that there was one other thing? I don't remember. Maybe I heard this in a talk or something. I don't it was know. like, no, it was a, uh, oh, it was when the condom broke and it was something else. If like they, they felt like uh, the woman didn't like them or something. Yeah, like the partner like didn't like them or that they're, they're, they weren't performing well enough. Right. They like they scared. lost their erection. They were, yeah, if exactly. So men scared. Like women are like, I'm going to get raped and assaulted. And men are like, the condom could break and 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 I, I didn't perform well. And like, so we have a lot of fear. I mean, that's, you know, that's a real thing. So I guess I want to say this is that it's absolutely choking during sex is linked to porn consumption. I am certain about it. And I think that, but the interesting twist on this, which is why I think even if you're a parent of kids, right, you're listening to this, I think this is huge. Uh, Reddit, there was a Reddit thread that found that men wrote that choking was expected. They thought their partners would judge them negatively or even dump them if they didn't do it. And they thought that girls are all seeking this kind of rough sex. And if the guys felt if they didn't get in the first few sessions, the girl would dump them. What? Yeah. So you just try it out, and if she says no, then you don't do it again. Like, what's the problem? But this is what they believe, so I'm not... Speechless. Right. So this is where communication breakdown. I think that, like, I could see that if some maybe only one person needs to tell a young guy this who hasn't been with that many women. He'll remember that. Like, oh, girls like choking. And what else are you going to know? Or you see porn in every porn. Maybe, listen, porn is like your things on Netflix. It probably say, it does say you might also like, right? You've suggested titles. So maybe you watched one choking video and then every single porn you watched, there was choking. So you, all of a sudden, that was the only sex you ever saw. You thought, well, if sex goes down, I must choke. So 
I think that this is just a really important point here because I feel like this keeps coming up and now yeah. that there's this study, have this conversation removed from your sexual encounter. In fact, ask your partner if you want to choke him. Like, hey, are you into choking? Like, why can't you just say that casually at a time? And, you know, and I, the other thing is if your partner doesn't enjoy it, if your partner like does enjoy it, ask if you could simulate it. Like maybe you could be like, they're like, I don't like it. Well, maybe you just want to put your hands around their ch- your, your throat and that's hot, but you don't want to actually squeeze. So find out before you guys like find out and have the conversation and like and then if your partner says they want to why not practice ahead of time like and there was another thing here a woman dated a man who liked being choked so she asked him to show me videos of how he wanted it to make sure i understood oh, how to see, do it that's safely. smart that's what we always say show your partner what you want and conversely if your partner if you're not getting what you want from your partner and you've been like i've asked them to initiate i've asked them to go down on me collect some data Pull some clips from my podcast where I describe it. A lot of couples listen to this show together. Like, find resources, find books, find movies that, that demonstrate what you want. Because oh, your partner's So, is this a way that you can use porn to your advantage? Yes. In, like, these small instances? This is where porn works. I think it works for couples to demonstrate what they like. I just don't like it as a learning tool yeah. and as, a, as, a, as an ongoing substitution for real sex. Because eventually what happens is for a lot of men and women, but they keep raising the bar. So they're like, well, yesterday it was choking and now it's like, you know, something way more extreme. And they keep upping the bar on the porn they have to watch that make, because they won't get, it's like your threshold Mm -hmm. gets higher. So you have to keep raising the threshold of what's really kinky to you. But then what happens for these people who watch porn that they have to keep like, you know, it's like extreme like you it's like drugs like you do a drug you, you smoke cigarettes you smoke one or two and then eventually you're smoking a pack because to get the same high mm-hmm. you got to keep going it's like kind of like that with drugs porn essentially is a drug like that and then what happens is when you keep raising the bar of what you you know the threshold then having sex with a human that you know that might just be regular normal sex isn't as interesting to you so that's when it becomes a problem when you can't actually even get it up or get turned on by your partner or any future partners I mean, I just, especially if you're someone that's having casual sex, how terrifying would it be to have someone just randomly grab your throat? You're like, I like, I don't even really know you. Yeah. I feel I like know. that happens all the time, though. I mean, for me, all guys always choke me. They do really? not ask. I mean, they're not pressing hard still, that I can't breathe. But sometimes I've had to, yeah, pull their hand back a bit because it was too much. But they've never asked me. Wow. But you said, okay, but how do you feel about it? I kind of like it, but if, if, it. if I had a bad experience where somebody was too rough, I probably wouldn't like it. So it's like it's scary. It just so happens that like these guys have not been rough with me. But one time it's like, immediately too hard. I'm going to be like, oh, I hate this now. Probably. Right. <laughs> or you could just show. Right. No, it's true. I mean, it's like I'm not saying like I think that's happened to I'm sure that has happened to me where guys like. But at first he says, can, but guys I've been with have said, can I choke you? Or like, is that do you find that hot? Or like if I think like, in the yeah, moment. Same. I've had the, I've had more people lately ask if I'm into that. So I think even it's just coming up still, like even if they're not doing it, which thank God. But they're still asking about it exactly and i mean like yeah i'm with you i don't mind like a little light pressure Mm -hmm. in a sense or more just like of a firm holding but i'd i and i do like rougher sex but not in that way like i want to breathe because i like breathing deeply because i orgasm better so (laughs) i feel like they they need to use their words but it's nice that they're just i feel like they're putting it there lightly to like test you 
But I'd much prefer to be asked like you're telling them right. to do only. Yeah. I mean, and maybe you could, they could put it there and then maybe a way, if you want it, you could put your hand over it and then show them that it's, that you would be into it. And then if not, you move their hand away. But like you could still get your needs met, but just test the waters. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into your questions. You know that I'm obsessed with you doing your Kegel exercises regularly. I mean, they do stop those sneeze and pee situations and they lead to more intense orgasms. I mean, that's why we need a strong pelvic floor. And honestly, hate to break it to you, it weakens over time. It just does. Which is where BTL and Mcella comes in. And trust me, there's a good chance it can change your life. So check this out. BTL Mcella is a large chair that you sit in, fully clothed, while it uses electromagnetic pulses to deliver... 11,000 Kegel exercises in a single session. I'll say it again, just in case you didn't catch it, because I didn't believe it either. You sit on this chair for 28 minutes, and when you stand up, you've just completed 11,000 Kegel contractions. Now, I made my Kegel Camp app years ago just to help us all stay on track, but I don't think you'd ever get to 11,000. BTL Mcella is next level stuff, and people all over the world have been amazed by the results. And it's not just for women. I mean, BTL Mcella has FDA clearance for all forms of female and male urinary incontinence. Essentially that peeing or dripping, well, you know, when you don't want to, when you least expect it, jumping on trampoline, when you can't find a bathroom, all that stuff. So whether you're one of the 40 million women wearing pads every day or a guy dealing with embarrassing leaks, BTL Mcella may give you your life back. There are hundreds of providers offering BTL Mcella treatments. To find one near you, go to sexwithemily.com slash BTL. That's sexwithemily.com slash BTL. So let me tell you about my first time buying a sex toy. I was 22 years old living in San Francisco and I walked into a local shop called Good Vibrations. It really blew my mind. I mean, I pictured sex toy stores to be these dark, dingy places but it was so open and well lit. It was like an Apple store for vibrators. So I walk in and one of the workers approached me and she immediately put me at ease. She was like, hi, so let's talk about your orgasms. You would think a stranger asking that would make you nervous, but she immediately made me feel so comfortable and helped me figure out what would be best for me. Thank you, Pocket Rocket. At the time, I wasn't even aware that my life would also become devoted to helping people with orgasms and sex or that I'd be fortunate enough to work with Good Vibrations later down the line. This is why I am so excited to have you guys get to know them as well, if you don't already. I mean, they do run some of the best and most respected adult boutiques in the country. And now with their online store, you get to have that same shopping experience and expertise without ever leaving your house. Seriously, guys, they just know quality. I mean, if they have it in their store, I trust it. And if they don't, I have to question it a bit more. It's not just me that feels this way. I can't stress enough the standard they set in the industry. And I'm even more excited because now Good Vibrations runs the Shop with Emily page on my website. So be on the lookout for some great sex toys and sexy announcements. To see everything Good Vibrations has to offer, just go to sexwithemily.com slash goodvibrations. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash G-O-O-D-V-I-B-R-A-T-I-O-N-S. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me in Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more. Because every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, 
Get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. That's sexwithemily.com slash SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. We have Sam, who's 55 in Maryland. He says the girl he's seeing is not too good at sex. Oh, Sam. Hi there. Hi, Sam. Hi, how are you? I'm so good. Tell me everything. Like, what do you mean? When did you find out? Well, I'm in, I'm in Maryland. She's in London. And I met her online. And I went to see her in April. And, you know, I, I was very much a gentleman and was over there uh, for pleasure and business. And then knew I was going to come back in June. So, uh, you know, we had planned to spend some time uh, in actually a hotel uh, in a nice, you know, area. Okay, and, great. Uh, I, Skype, I Skyped her every day for five months. We had a nice, you know, online relationship. She's a very, very sweet, nice person. Okay. She's 49. Had not had Got a relationship. It. So you Skyped her. Let me just get real quickly, Sam. So you met her and nothing happened, just a connection. And then you Skyped for five months. Right, exactly. Okay, got it. I'm just catching up. And then you saw her recently. Got it. Okay. Probably, yeah. Probably the nicest person I've ever met. Right. We had a nice uh, connection. Got it. But she's more religious than me. You know, she goes to church every day. So anyway, the moment comes and I, you know, I mean, I've had sex with people in my life. I'm divorced and all that. And it was as if we were both 15 and didn't know what to do. I swear to God. I mean, I knew what to do, but she was absolutely horrible. Yeah. And I just said to myself, this is a deal breaker. I cannot deal with this. I mean, and it was like, you know, okay. like she was a nun her whole life or something. I just felt terrible. And I told her, you know, an hour ago, I said, look, I just can't do this. I mean, I don't feel anything between us. I feel right. like we're friends. And then what happened? On top of her and all that, she didn't know what to do. Right. It was like, it was like no pushback on anything, any position. She didn't know what to do. But- and I felt like, wow, I'm at my age, you know, should I really have to teach somebody well, all this i mean she's a sweet nice girl no but, but sam know, okay yeah let me stop you let me stop here sam i get the whole thing so you met her once here's there's a lot of things here you met her once you had a connection you didn't have sex and then you spent five months skyping which is time you're never going to get those hours back by the way of not meeting her and this build up no. that she's going to be amazing and there's going to be connection and all that stuff and then you have sex and you're like oh it was not what i expected which i get it exactly. but also it was one time you were with her now, I, you can't guarantee that, like, first, never the first I was with her. I was with her five days. In a row, and it was all bad. Days, okay? okay, well, what in is that? Row, yeah, it was all bad. I got it. So she probably, you said she's she's comes from a very religious background. Here's the thing. Just because someone's at a certain age, or even if someone has slept with so many people, unfortunately, are not indicators of them being great in bed. So if she's got hangups right. around sex, she's had some trauma around sex, she could make it very easily make it to 49 without becoming, without knowing her own body and without feeling comfortable in bed, which is why I have a job here because mm-hmm. we're helping those people. So, so I'm sure she probably took, was hard for her to hear. So is your question just, do you have a question or you're like, did you do the right thing or? Well, yeah, did I do the right thing? I mean, I just told her, I didn't tell her she was horrible in bed. I, I, I told not. her, I said, you know, I just don't think, I, I said, I just don't think we're compatible. Right. You know, uh, and, and all the departments, I mean, she was very much a hovering, you know, smothering kind of person. I'm very autonomous with my time and all that. And so okay. I, I felt a lot of pressure from that as well. Yeah. And I think that was partially due to the long distance thing, but you add the, the bad 
sex on top of it. I just felt incredibly guilty because she's an incredible person. Well, you shouldn't feel guilty, Sam. You taught you met her once and you Skyped for six months. So I don't think you should feel guilty. I think that you're 55 years old. You've put in the time and the hours learning about sex, learning about your body, how to communicate. And you know what you like at this point. So I think it's nice that you let her know right away. Listen, this. thank you, Sam, for the call. The sooner that we know that we're not into someone, of course we feel bad if you're a good person like Sam and he's meeting another nice woman. We're always, we're not going to feel great. It's never easy to let the person mm-hmm. down. But at least you did and you didn't string her on, string her along any longer. And you didn't say you're bad in bed. You just said I didn't feel a connection. Um, let her, you know, you're not responsible for her emotions, but you can treat her very well. You, you can do it in a kind way. And then you can hopefully not string her along and let it be done. Yeah, but what are your what are your thoughts though on the whole skyping for every day? No, for five you months? know that I am so anti. Like I, listen, guys, I'm I'm I'm. Listen, this happens all the time. You guys, we build up something. Like, in fact, people have called in and been like, told me all about a relationship. Now I've learned to spot it after mm-hmm. this many months. But I'm like. Back up. Have you met yet in this year that you're, you know, because sometimes I'm hearing things like, oh, well, we've just been Skyping or FaceTiming. I'm like, that is not a relationship. You have to meet somebody. If you meet someone and you find them interesting, you can't wait six months till you see them again. You can't wait three months till you see them again. You will never get that time back. You will just be on phone. It's sure you can, maybe they're great conversationalists, but it's not until you get in the room with someone and you're naked or you're making out that you actually know if there's going to be a connection. That's the other piece of the puzzle. And it's just not going to get you're not going to know until like why spend all this time because then the more time you're spending just talking and not meeting like that you're going to have more time to like fall in faux love with this person you don't really know yet and then you're going to be boom find out in one second it doesn't work and you like I said you can't get that time back so meet sooner than later and um, also even this goes for the dating apps don't be texting with someone you meet on a dating app for three weeks I say three days Mm -hmm. and then meet with them or move on it's a waste of time you don't need someone else to text and to connect with who you don't actually know. I feel like people like the texting, though. They do. Because I've had a few people that I'm, like, texting with, and I'm trying to be like, let, well, yeah, let's go do this, or let's make a plan, and they just keep texting me, but then they get mad that I'm not, I'm, like, at work during the day and not texting back. Right. I'm like, I'm busy. And it's and I'll tell them, like, sorry, I'm really bad at texting during the day because I have a busy job. And then I'm like, but you're also not trying to hang out with me. Right. So I don't understand. Like, I don't need, I told someone once, I was like, I don't need a texting buddy. Right. I don't even like texting in general. Right. With my friends, it's just memes Same. and meeting up. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Here's a meme and like, when am I going to see you? Exactly. So then you're like, yeah, let's meet up. I think that's okay, you guys. And I think that people will appreciate it. Maybe the more that people spoke up and said, can we just make a plan already? Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, then you'll weed out those people. And if they don't answer even to that, then you move on. You block them, you unmatch with them. Because there are some people who I think we, there are many people we hear are just on the apps for like that serotonin rush or that dopamine hit. Like, oh, someone matched with me. And it's just like, they're playing a game on their phone. Those aren't the people you want to spend time with. You what are like some texting. other ways that people can kind of get that ego boost without doing that? Oh, God. I mean, ego boost like on a dating app or like in life. Because I feel like that's what people do. They're like, I just want to know that people are into me. But Go I- out into public and start talking to people. I'm telling you, I get just as much satisfaction walking into a party or going somewhere where I don't know anybody and I connect with men and women and I have a great night. Maybe because I'm not as focused on like, I need to find a man to complete me, which I've never been. But it's very, the, the more, uh, the, the, the big best way to fill that up is authentic conversations in public with humans. Like mm-hmm. anyone could be a witty texter because you've, you've, it's the art of texting. You've been done doing it a lot, but how are you in person? I'd like to know that. And it's so much more satisfying because you're getting the whole entire visceral experience 
of being with a human. And when I leave a party or a dinner, when I've met new people, I'm high. Like I am so, it is such a great feeling to meet new people and have great connections. And when you're shining from that, because that's a real thing, that's when you're going to be attracting in the right people that you actually want to be with, not you, some faux person you're texting with. You really are though. When you come into the office after you've like been on an interview on somewhere else or you like had a really like good lunch with like a friend you haven't seen you your like whole demeanor is different you're just glowing and you're like excited and psyched for the rest of the day yeah humans i love the humans the human connection <laughs> i love, I love the, the people i love my people i love good conversation and people excite me you know and again that might not be for everybody but i but i believe if you're just home texting and you think that's a real you know hit on your psyche or that feels really good try the real thing we have Brenda, who's 47 in Pennsylvania, and how can she have more sex with her husband? Hey, Brenda. Tell me what's going on. Hi. Hey, thanks for calling. Hi, thanks. Uh, first time listener. So, oh, um, welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, thanks. My name's Linda, actually. Okay. Oh, hey, thanks. Linda. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Um, I'll just give you a brief um, history. Sure. Um, when I was single, I always felt very sexual, and I felt you know, good about myself and my sexuality. And then I got married and, um, <laughs> and, um, my husband wasn't an overly sexual person and it was different from the previous relationships I had been in. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think because of that, we kind of got out of the, um, got out of the habit, so to speak, because right. he was never overly sexual to begin with. Right. And then I had two children, vaginal birth. Um, so I feel a little different down there. And I think if you put all of that together, it's like we haven't had sex in a very long time. And it's almost to the point now where it feels a little awkward. Yeah. Um, because it's been so long yeah. and he's, you know, he's never been overly sexual. So, right. And the other part of it is he's always premature ejaculated okay. as well. Okay. So yeah. I, I haven't had an orgasm with him in years. Okay. And so there's there's kind of a there's lot. There's a going lot on to here. unpack. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I mean, this yeah. is what we talk about every night, Linda. I'm just trying. There's a there's a lot to unpack here. So so you've been together how long? Um. Let's see. Married in 2007. So it's been about what 10 years. Yeah. Years. Something like that. And you have you have two kids. Okay. So so here's the thing. Um. Have you guys, first of all, have you talked to him about it? Have you ever said, I'd like to kind of figure out what's going on with our sex life? Mm, I've, I've brought it up in the past, but it's been a long time since I brought it up again. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So one of my things here is I talk, one of the main tenets of the show is I always say communication is a lubrication. And the more... We have to get comfortable talking to our partners about sex. And just so you know, Linda, you're not alone. Most people are not, which is, you know, why I'm here every night. Because it's just like, or we think we have, we're like, oh, well, I did it once. Like you just said, this is all very common. And then you yeah. think like, oh, I brought it up a few years ago. And then there's so much time has passed. But, you know, you still want to be with your husband, right? I mean, I'm not hearing like you're not at the end of your, you still love him and want to make this work, right? I still love him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so I know you keep saying he's not very sexual and he's a premature ejaculator, which make, don't go well hand in hand. Like he probably is like, I'm not sexual because I'm a premature ejaculator. Perhaps. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. I, da I, I dated a premature ejaculator for two years in my early 30s and um, 
yeah, so it's 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 tricky because because you're just like yeah. it's just you get used to it, and they say they're going to do something about it, and they don't. He bought the books, he did the thing, and he didn't actually follow through. So because because solving or curing premature ejaculation takes work, and a lot of times it is a mental thing; it's not physical. But you have to unlearn what you've already learned about sex, and you got to practice edging and all these things. But really, it sounds to me like what might be really great for you guys is a sex therapist in your area. Now, hear me out for a second. It's because I feel like there are so many components here and you guys have never really connected sexually since the beginning. You haven't had a lot of orgasms because I could, and I think they could help you around this language, figure out like they could help him with his, with his PE. Um, cause he's got to do some masturbation, some stop start method and you have to figure out how you can feel sexual again. Like, are you, are you still masturbating or pleasing yourself? I do, yeah, when he leaves town. Okay. So, because I feel like, um, I mean, I feel like there could be a lot of things going on. You said your vagina never felt the same after childbirth. That's the same for a lot of women, right? Like urinary incontinence or there's pain or the orgasms are different. And there's a lot that you could do now for that. So, I'm assuming that's what you mean, correct? Like it just, do you like sneeze and pee? Yeah, I do have, um, I stay pretty active. Um, um. Like, my body's probably in better condition than it was pre-kids. Right. Um, so I stay active that way. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely noticed, like, plus, you know, his penis is not the largest either. I wouldn't call it small. It's, pro- it's probably average. But right. I think because of my vaginal changes after childbirth, that's also affecting, you know, like, being able to feel down there. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. It's- so there's like less sensation. Um, I think, and yeah. do you guys like use lubricant? Do you guys warm up? Do you, do you bring a vibrator into the bedroom? Um, I got to be careful with the lubricant because if we put too much, then it's like, then I don't feel a thing, you know? So you can use like a tiny amount, but um, yeah. Okay, so because- you can't even feel it. What about like, I mean, I'm sure that he wants to, please you as well so i would think i mean also like did you i guess you wouldn't have had orgasms with him because if he's a premature ejaculator does he go down on you or do you have orgasms from his mouth or his hands no he we haven't done that in years um and to, to be honest i mean that wasn't always my favorite anyway i mean okay. yeah I, I liked it but it wasn't um i liked the actual sex more, right. you know, prior to him. Um, right. And so, that's how I had my orgasms. I've never really had an oral orgasm. Okay. Um, so, oh, so, yeah. so for 11 years. And so before you married him, he was premature ejaculating. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's your age, 47, about? He, he's like, yeah, couple years old okay i mean the thing is like i i feel like have you guys ever had any kind of therapy we started to um i want to say when we were wanting to try to have kids Mm -hmm. um but we only went like once okay well i mean brenda here's the thing i feel like there's a part of you that's like checked out like i feel like you're like i don't know it's been so long and i feel like you have kids you're in this relationship and that therapy is going to be, whether it's sex therapy or marriage and family counselor, that 
that to bridge this gap right now, there's probably a lot of other things that have been going on that you guys need like a third, you know, a therapist that you're going to commit to once a week for at least three months. And it's going to, it's going to catapult your relationship to the next level. Either you're going to find out that you're going to make it, you can make it work and you're going to learn new communication tools or you're going to learn that you can't. But I feel like if it's, you keep saying it's been a long time and the premature, like, I, I feel like that it, that's going to be your best bet. If you, especially if you yeah. haven't done it, and then find, but but Brenda, be careful, uh, Linda, find someone who's really good. Like like people sometimes are like, oh, it's it, it's kind of like dating. Like I would say, like get a recommendation from a friend or meet two or three, and just find a good person because I I just feel like there's a lot here, and I yeah, that would help you guys figure out what you're gonna do because there could be some resentments, there could be you know, a lot of stuff that's happened. So I think that's gonna be your best bet. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. All right, Linda, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Good luck to you. Let me know how it goes. It's tough, you guys, because here's the thing. I could go into each one of those, right? Premature ejaculation. I mean, it's a practice. You got to, you know, you got to do the stop start method. You got to like learn your ejaculatory control so you no longer come too quickly but it takes it could take months he's got to do his keggle exercises like I could treat him he has to do his keggles he has to you know practice breathing during sex he could take permescent Mm -hmm. which is the like quickly absorbing delay spray that helps you last longer in bed that's what permescent is and you spray it on 20 minutes before sex could have told you this as well Linda that's a quick fix permescent that lasts makes sex last longer men who use it last like 70% longer in bed Mm mm-hmm but there's also the fact that it's it's a little bit smaller. She's having the vaginal pain. So then I'm like, okay, well, she could go sit on the Kegel chair. She could mm-hmm. go to the BTL Amcella. She could sit on a chair and get her pelvic floor stronger again. Um, she she does, doesn't like oral. She so doesn't like oral. Usually that's one of your best tips is you you come first. You finish first. You have him go down on you. But... If she's not if she's into not, it. Yeah. So then I would also say that she could get a toy. She could get like mm-hmm. the Rave by WeVibe, which is a great, like I call it the G-Spot GPS. But I just feel like their communication, she sounds like she has one foot out and it's been so right. long that like therapy is like, you know, is, is going to be the best bet. And if you guys are sitting there shaking your head or I'll never go to therapy, I believe that not only does every human need therapy, but I believe that every couple needs it. At some point in your life, you're going to need it. And why don't you wait till you're not in a crisis? That's what I say. All right. We have Richard, who's 39 in Illinois. Um, it says, trying to get my boyfriend to be more voyeuristic slash adventurous. Hey, Richard. Tell me what's going on. Hey. Hey. Hey, what's going on, lady? How you doing, Richard? I am doing great this afternoon. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Good. Good. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. I want to help you spice it up, so tell me what's going on. Oh, man. So this is a rough one. So Alex and I have been dating for, uh, oh, a good six, seven months or so, and, you know, we're really into each other, and and things are seem to be going very well, but... I'm a lot more experienced than he is, and um, okay. it's just it's it's been very hard to get him to open up and to be receptive to you know some of the ideas and the things that I have that I that I would like to perform with him okay. um, and do. So I I don't know he's he's actually here with me. Oh, and we were we were driving down the road. And oh, I love I thought it. We might Richard. We might just call in. This and, is perfect. Uh, you know, this is like my dream. Talk to you guys. I love it. So, Alex, it's okay. Hey, Alex. Hey. Hey, Alex. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Okay. I love that you're both on the phone. So, how old are you, Alex? 
Um, I'm I'm 26. Okay. Got it. So I would say here what's going on is that, that you probably don't have as much experience figuring out what you want in bed and what feels good to you. So it would be hard to just jump on board with what Richard's desiring. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, I guess you, I guess you could say that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm open, but like, I, I just, I just want to ease, kind of, like, closer into those things. It, it just, it's just kind of in a weird spot. Got it. How long have you guys been together? Uh, and, and I try not to put it in the weird spot, just so you know. <laughs> How long have you guys been together? <laughs> Thank you, Rich. I appreciate that. How long have you guys been together? Um, what? about six, six, six months or so. Okay. Yeah, seven months. Okay. Yeah, we don't really keep a date. We've, we, I mean, we've just we've just taken things pretty casual and just been hanging out. Okay. Well, so tell me some of the things, Richard, for example, that you're craving sexually in this relationship. Well, so I, I, I really like to be voyeuristic. And so we we live in downtown Chicago, and I've got an eight-floor uh, eight balcony. And mm-hmm. I, I, I like to be out on that balcony and kind of showcase um down to you know where folks you know if they wanted to look up or across the building that they could you know they could see us and oh okay um, maybe provide them some pleasure you know by by seeing something that they might enjoy and, right um, Ex- so that's a, you know that's something that I really enjoy is um, is being it, seen and right being got it so Alex how does that feel to you like a any part of that is that something you could see happening in the future perhaps yeah I mean I, I enjoy like seeing. Like I, I guess the, the the vision of that and like being open and like with people like I guess hearing and seeing us, but like it, it just it, it just is kind of I mean I'm open I guess yeah right, but that's a lot in Chicago. What if your family's walking by? What if something happens? Like you don't know. It's like your town, so I get that. So maybe you guys. I mean, what I always suggest is that couples kind of work these things out like through dirty talking and being like, right now I'm picturing you and we're on oh, the yeah. we're on. Have you done that yet? Well, we're actually parked over at a truck stop right now off the side of uh, the Well, that would be good. Oh, my God. I and think you so got to do it. To the, yeah. I was I was kind of hoping he might could give me a hand job while we were, That's you know, great parked place here to start. and we could, we could touch each other a little bit. Yeah. Why not? And that's the same. That's the same kind of thing. You could get caught. It's not like all your neighbors are looking. So would you be open to that, Alex? Yeah, I mean that's I, I'm definitely open. It it just it, I, yeah. I mean I'm in. I don't know why I shouldn't. I should have asked you first, Alex. Because like here's the thing: what's keeping you, Alex? I don't want to push it. Tell me what what part of it. Maybe if you don't, and that's okay too. So I mean, it's it's just well, I guess I'll just tell you like be honest. Richard's just very. He's definitely much more enthusiastic and. Uh, I guess larger um, downstairs, and I'm not really that, and that's where we've kind of had to overcome some things. Okay, so that's kind of it's just it, it just is very intimidating. So it's painful. Uh, is it painful, or are you just not sure what to do? Like if he wants you to give him a hand job right no, now? No, it's not painful. It just is like it, it's just intimidating when when he you know takes his pants off and I kind of compare myself. It just is is very different. Huh. You don't feel okay, so so Richard, what do you think about that? Um, like you, well, gonna- I love his little package. I I think it's terrific, and really, it's not about the size um, as much as it is the 
uh, openness to be able to enjoy each other and you know just let our let our pants down and our tops off and right. you know just just go at it like you know like it's nobody's business and we don't care who's watching yeah no i see that so interesting alex that was really brave that you could go there because i have to say maybe that's one of your underlying you know, maybe something happened to you when you were younger or you've always felt like that's your deficit. Like, how could anyone want me because I feel like I have a smaller penis? And then to see his is bringing... No, 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 no. It, it's nice. I mean, it's almost a mouthful, so it's very nice. Right, okay. I'm not asking you, though, for a second because Alex is the one who... it might He might want to do all these things with you and he doesn't know what's holding him back. So I'm just saying to Alex, do you think that's that, that maybe every time it comes down to having sex, you're thinking, oh, no, I'm somehow... My, my penis is inferior. Yeah, I mean, kind of, but, uh, and I don't know, I guess your advice too, like in our relationship, would it be okay to like bring in like toys or something? That, toys? That would make, yes. Like, I, I feel like that would make me feel better and there would be like, I mean, I could get something that's big, but I mean, is that something that you would suggest? Yeah, I love, I'm a huge fan of toys. What kind of toy were you thinking bigger for you, for what kind of sex, for penetration, for yeah. Vibration? Yeah. I guess, I mean, like bead style stuff. Oh, yeah. Anal beads, butt plugs. We just came back from a butt plug convention. I mean, it wasn't really, but there was a lot of butt plugs and anal beads. We love B-Vibe with a B. Um, Yeah. I mean, why don't you guys play around with that too? That would, (laughs) listen, I feel like, um, I feel like you guys have been together for six months. It sounds like you will really want to make it work. And what I'm hearing here is that you both like each other and, and you, you want to put some effort into this. And so, like I always say, communication is a lubrication. I'm so glad you guys are talking about this right now, but I feel like Richard, there's got to be a little bit of slowing down and like figuring out what Alex needs to feel safe with you and to feel like he can be, get his needs met. And then maybe once he feels that's happening, he'll be able to kind of come around to what you want, you know? It's, it's just so hard for me to hold back. I mean, he's such a sexy man, and I, I love to – I just – you know, I the urge hits me, and I just – I have to. I just – I have to do it, and well, I, I want to just – Do know, what, though? Have the sex want, outside? You can still have sex with him. Do what? You mean, like, ravish him? Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I'm I'm very dominant. Um, in nature and, and very aggressive. And so, you know, it's, it's, and I don't do that in a demeaning way to him at all, but it's more of what we can just, um, make sure that, right. you know, he's pleasure. Well, what's, I want to know what pleases Alex. Yeah. Alex, do you know what you're craving in the bedroom that's not happening right now? Um, I, I guess just like a, a soft touch that. That's what I, exactly. You need to be warmed up. You need some foreplay. You need to be softly handled. Okay. I get it. I, dude, I, I, that's, I feel it. I feel you. That's how a lot of us feel. So it sounds like, Richard, what Alex is saying is that he needs a little bit of warm up time, a little bit kissing, a little bit of making him feel accepted and loved and worshiped. And like, even though, you know, he's got some things about his penis, doesn't feel so great about it. So whatever you could do to make him feel. And also, that's just how we get warmed up sometimes. So it sounds like, Richard, you're really like aggressive and you want it and you're dominant, but he's just not there yet. Maybe you could just learn to slow it down. Okay, good. This was great. Yeah, I feel like we've I, learned I mean, a lot he's here. A, he's, a, he's a beautiful man, and 
I get you it. Know, and I, and I, I do, got I, it. I, I feel like, and, no, but I think but he I, wants, thank you for calling you guys. This was amazing. See, when couples call in, magic can happen. I just need Richard to listen more to what Alex is saying because he's already saying that he's doing it. He's yes, budding. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. I had to hang up because Richard's like, but I do tell him that he's so beautiful. No, he's asking you to slow down, make out with him, touch him slowly. Don't go right for his penis or his mm-hmm. anus and you know, make him feel special and make him feel adored and make him feel cherished. And he's like, I do that. I'm using it with words. So got to pay attention to each other. Also, couples calling in. I love this idea. We've talked about this. When you call in, we can really help you guys together. Okay, guys, thanks for listening, for sharing the show, for letting us know how you feel about it, what you want, sending your questions. I love you all. And thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Kristen, Michelle, producer, Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Okay, so I don't know. You have to listen to my show for a total of five minutes, maybe, before you hear something about the Womanizer. I mean, all their products are amazing, so I always share about them. But just when you think they might be at the end of their innovation rope, they're not. Because they shocked me again with the new Womanizer Duo. Okay, I've long called the Womanizer the Clit Whisperer, and now... Those whispers are carrying over to the G-Spot. What? The Womanizer Duo uses the same pleasure air technology to indirectly stimulate the clitoris, but with an internal vibe, curve for internal stimulation to get the best of both worlds. Okay, let that sink in for a minute. Pleasure air technology and internal stimulation in one toy. And you can have one turned on, one off, or have both on and select from the 12 intensity settings on either motor. Totally customizable. Plus, it still offers that same smart silent technology as the Womanizer Premium. You know, in case you have roommates, kids, visiting in-laws, randomly barging through your door that you could have sworn you locked. I hate when that happens. It's also totally waterproof, so you can use it in the bath or the shower. Simple. This thing is insane. To check out the Womanizer Duo for yourself, go to sexwithemily.com slash womanizer. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash W-O-M-A-N-I-Z-E-R today.